Welcome to the Skillshot Pincast, episode 27. I'm Graham. I'm Kayla. And uh, we are recording our our year anniversary episode. Woo! We made it, guys. We made yeah. it. Year two. It's happening right now. It's kind of hard to believe, but yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Me too. Me too. It's been a long, strange journey with you, Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten to know each other in ways we never thought possible. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. That doesn't. That's not quite as scandalous as it might <laughs> right. sound, but you know what? Let, let's, we'll leave it to your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> right, write us in at skillshotpincast at gmail.com. And... <laughs> Tell us ways that you want to meet Graham. <laughs> <laughs> and Kayla. <laughs> yeah. And ways that you think that we learn, you know, what we found out about each other. What? Yeah. You'll, tattoos anyway. in weird spots. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, we should get a pincast tattoo. Uh, oh, that's, that's not a bad idea. Oh, boy. I'd do I, it. I, I would maybe consider it, uh, but I, I actually think I'm going to get my first tattoo here shortly anyway, and maybe oh we'll see how I feel after that. If I've got the itch for yeah. a second one, then then we'll talk. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, I've got my one idea I've been kicking around for nine years. So Graham's going to show it to me off mic, and that's going to be another thing we know about each other. That's right, once I get it. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, we're going to jump right into this because we're, we're a little crunched for time here. Uh, I shouldn't have said that, but I said yeah, it anyway. Fine. I just uh, At some point, we need to bring up our 100 game challenge and how that's going. Would you like to do that at the beginning or after? Oh, uh, let's just do it now. Okay, so Graham and I are working on our 100 game, 100 game pinball challenge, and we managed to get up to game number 41. Okay, so we're about on pace for the yeah, year. Yeah, we're almost halfway there. Um, the standings as of now... Mm. Oh, Graham has 15 and I have 26. Yikes. Ugh, I can't let that gap get much bigger. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll feel I'm a... fine with the gap. You can keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, if, if we end our challenge and I'm within uh, 10 of you or better yet, single digits, I'm going to yeah. call it a victory for me because you are a, I'm, I'll just say it, superior <laughs> pinball player. <laughs> Um, it's been really fun though. Like we yeah. uh, we went to Jeff Gagnon's house a lot not that long ago and played a ton of games there at his place, like including Family Guy in a Shrek cabinet in Spanish oh, with yeah. a Powerball. That was, which was insane. Really fun. Oh, um, so many Powerballs everywhere. Yeah. It was really nice to be able to play the uh, Rod's Hobbit there too, yeah. and uh, just get to sink in that game without sinking our quarters in yeah, you or our dollars butt at really. That. Well, it's one game that maybe I've got almost as much playtime as you, so that oh. helps. <laughs> <laughs> you got it down. Yeah, well, after after uh, we parted ways that night, I ended up going to karaoke because I'm a fool, even though I'd <laughs> gone out the night before and stayed much later for karaoke. And then the the next night after that, I ended up subbing for people in the karaoke league finals, oh, no uh, way. which is a good tie-in because you'll hear us talk about that at the... Uh, at the end of the episode here with Zoe. Uh, and by the way, that's uh, we're, we're recording an intro for a conversation we had with uh, Zoe Vrabel. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's uh, one of the top pinball uh, female pinball players in the world, top pinball players in the world, yeah, period. Um, I think I just looked up, uh, let's see, she's number six for uh, female pinball players, number four in the U.S. for female pinball players. And she's just uh, a perennial champion here in the northwest yeah she's pretty awesome yeah we had a great time talking to her i don't know her very well so it was really cool to get to know her a little bit and she started a podcast with jack danger and bone karens they just uh put their fourth episode out just the other day what's it called there tilt through tilt through okay Mm -hmm. so you guys should check that out tilt through uh yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm just going to say my karaoke league spiel here real fast. So the first season, I wasn't actually on the team, uh, but I was the coach for uh, 
the team that uh, my roommate Dan and my ex-girlfriend Madeline and our friend Mike were on. And uh, they made it to the finals and then they lost 359 to 357. Oh my so gosh. close. And uh, so that was a little bit hard, but you know. We were came, coming back with fire in our belly the second season. Uh, Mike left the team, and they changed the day from Monday to Tuesday, so suddenly I could play. So nice. it was Dan and Madeline and I and uh, as the Seattle Superphonics, and <laughs> uh, we made a strong run of it again. Uh, we made it to the finals once again, and we lost by one point. Ouch. Two points, then one point. That was brutal. Seriously. And we really felt, uh, you know, not, not to be sour grapes, but we kind of felt like uh, like we had been a little robbed there, and... Uh, the team that we lost to said the same, so maybe they were just being gracious. But anyway, so I joked pretty bitterly uh, after that that if any of us were to do a third season, and zero of us were planning to do the third season, mm. that we would that we were destined to tie for uh, right, yeah. <laughs> the karaoke league finals. So uh, what happens is I was already planning to uh, go watch the finals because I have a bunch of friends that are, were still in the league, and uh, day of. I get uh, contacted by Michael Fromm, a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch him on our uh, episode with the sidekick. Sidekicks. Yeah. Um, and he asked me if uh, if I would be willing to sub for them for the finals. They were in the finals. And I said, sure, because I was already planning to go. But I've, I just had two days in a row of karaoke. My voice is getting a little raw. Like, this is maybe not the best idea. But, you know, if I'm number one on your call sheet and I'm going to be there anyway, what the hell? Why not? So we go. Uh, I had to learn a couple songs on the fly because the songs that they were doing that night I was not familiar with. What's one example? Uh, one Direction, best Ooh, song ever. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. I I never. I don't know if I'd ever listened to a One Direction song from front to back. So me I listened either. to it like twenty five times that day. Well, I'm sorry. And yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. But you get Stockholm syndrome after a while, and you start thinking like, oh, this is maybe a good pop song, even though like the lyrics yeah. were driving me crazy because they were ridiculous they are in the wax museum those guys are wow yeah that's how you know you've really made it um (laughs) and uh yeah the first lyric for that song is uh, maybe it's the way she walked right into my heart and stole it i have two problems with that set of lyrics uh so maybe it it's the way she walked is is that like so you're not talking about the fact that she walked into your heart and still up, but the way that she... So is it like the walk? Like, the, no, I think the, it's a uh, just a weird pregnant pause. Yeah, it maybe so. Um, it was... It's awkward. It, it doesn't quite make sense because it I seems like you're talking... I thought you were going to say talk- maybe she's Maybelline. <laughs> maybe she was born with it. Yeah. Um, and But then she walked right into your heart and then she stole the heart. So she's inside of your heart and you're like... Yeah. That, I don't know. It just... The, like the metaphor tauntaun? breaks down. Yeah, exactly. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Right. Um, anyway, so guess what happened? We tied. Um. Oh, we my tied. goodness. We really actually tied. That's amazing. And both teams like did not want to do a tiebreaker, much to the chagrin of the hosts. <laughs> but they were like, no, nope, this is good. Fair. This yeah. is good. Even so out. You called it, it. It was destined. It was fate. That's amazing. I, I couldn't avoid my fate. So, can, can I tell a quick tiebreaker show, story about that? Please team? do. Um, so we just went into the playoffs for the Monday Night Pinball League. And my team, unfortunately, was nowhere close to making it. But we, you know, we had a good season. We had fun. We had a lot of close games. But so Flip Flip hosted a best of the rest tournament that night for all the teams that didn't make it into the playoffs. So we ended up with 22 players showing up at Flip Flip after Jeff's house mm-hmm. and just had it's usually a roster of 10. So it was 11 on 11 and they pulled random names out of a hat for captains. So Kaylee Stewart was captain number one and I got captain number two. So we went outside um, schoolyard style and just picked nice. people. <laughs> so I, I was like. Jeff and Maka are getting picked first. Yep. First pick Maka, <laughs> second pick Jeff. There we go. That's <laughs> um, so funny. 
So I grabbed, I got the girls on my team to be, I was like, we have a truce. If any, any three of us is captain, you have to pick the other two. So I picked them. And then I got, you know, like Levi and Terrence got a nice solid team put together. Uh, first round, we were down two points. Second round, we were down one point. Second, third round, we were up four points. So we made our points back. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth round, we tied. Oh. <laughs> down to the last game that I was playing with, uh, Matt Laurel and Twilight Zone down to his very last ball. Like if he didn't pass one player, we would have lost the game. Oh wow! Instead, we tied. So we did a tiebreaker myself and Kaylee on Grand Lizard one ball game with crazy prism glasses on while we played. Oh wow, that's awesome! <laughs> and I, I started a multi ball and I won. <laughs> I'm all about playing with the prism glasses. I think yeah. we've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we should do some more hundred game equation uh, prism For games. Sure. <laughs> They're at flip flip. Yeah. But- yeah, I think my um, practice with you with those glasses helped me beat her too. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah, so it <laughs> yeah. was fun. So, uh, so we're gonna launch into this uh, this conversation with Zoe. We talked mm-hmm. about a bunch of stuff. We talked about the pinball scene in Portland, uh, Quarter World, one of the newest locations. She had just come from that when we were talking with her. Um, um, we talked about the CFF Crazy uh, Flipper Fingers pinball gang, and I think she told us too that she had just gotten a Royal Madness right before we called her. Oh yeah, on Medieval Madness too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Um, we talked about Ed Robertson and his pinball initials. <laughs> so uh, take a drink, Aaron McAbee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, you know, talked about what else she does outside of pinball, including karaoke, which is why we just did our spiel about karaoke. Yeah. So um, that was all really cool. Um, Zoe was awesome to talk with. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Skillshot episode, Skillshot Pincast episode number 27. Yes. And we are on the phone with Zoe Rabel from Portland, Oregon. I'm Kayla. And I'm Graham. And this is Zoe. I'm Zoe. Hey. I am. I'm Zoe. <laughs> How are you, Zoe? I'm doing all right. It's about 10.45 p.m. in Portland, Oregon. I just stepped out from the Quarter World Arcade where um, they recently opened and they have 29 pins inside as well as a bunch of stand-up games that I don't know how to play because I don't (laughs) play video games. Right. (laughs) It's funny. I I played in League this week and um, we played on NBA Fast Break and the guy I was playing against was so intimidated by me. He's like, can we play NBA Jam instead, please? <laughs> like, I was like, no, no <laughs> we're not doing an arcade tournament. We're doing a pinball tournament. I ended up beating him 99 points to 14. It's kind of incre- like, pretty awesome. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're at Quarter World. I want to hear a little bit more about that. I, didn't, I just recently went down there for a pinball and didn't get a chance to check out Quarter World. What, what are your first impressions? Well, this is only the second time I've been there. I went their opening weekend. I am a really good friends with one of the um, main guys of Quarter World, Logan Bowden. And so, obviously, I think he sets up his games great. I think it's awesome that there's 29 mm-hmm. pins in one place. I think they're still trying to find their identity as far as a space is concerned. They're sure. turning in, um, they're turning a old, like, theater right? concert theater yeah alhambra yeah. theater oh, into cool. a, an arcade and it still kind of looks like a hotel ballroom but <laughs> um after 8 p.m when all the miners leave they dim the lights and they project really cool like videos and arcade themed stuff that makes it look a, like the ambiance is a lot better in the evening than it is during the day that's awesome so it's more of like a an arcade like silver ballroom yeah <laughs> 
I just, I looked at photos about that when um like press came about it online. I was like, wow, that place looks really great. And I just you know, I, I got caught up in different things like the pop tournament and the pinball tournament that I just I made it to Blackbird wrong, um pizza and to- oh blackbird is great Blackbird's Chris Brood, who, I was, who owns the games there it's a great mix of um, ems and solid states and then also some newer games as well totally hmm. what neighborhood is blackbird and i haven't even heard of that i think it's this is it the southeast zoe yeah it's in southeast it's on like 20th and hawthorne oh okay it, um they used to have like three pins and it was whatever but then Rhodes took it over and and started putting in a bunch of pins upstairs they have 10 pins upstairs it's now awesome. and they're just like in Word. crisp condition they're great the oh, food is incredible too and the cocktails are great oh my gosh like it's got all mm-hmm. around the scene but they've got like an evil Knievel they've got a soprano no is there a soprano no there's not there's a soprano's like everywhere else yeah there's that's true <laughs> that's why I'm thinking of but they've got a, they've got an old Chicago yeah they've got, um Grand Lizard, they have mm-hmm. all these great older games. Like, we did the state championship there, oh, and nice. it was fantastic. And it was great practice for when Evil Knievel was in the lineup at the uh, Nationals and oh, Women's Championships of Vegas. Yeah, you got pretty lucky this year because you had Volley and uh, Evil Knievel in there too, right? Like, because you play Volley at Pop. Right? Yeah. I think in general, all of the older games were ones that I knew very well, and I was very lucky in that yeah. capacity. Oh there's... my god, sorry, there's a, a truck that is dying in front of me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, sta- I'm standing outside a quarter world, and this truck, I think it's a stick shift, and it just like did not shift. No. I was like, is this just to make noise the entire time right. I'm in this podcast? So no, they, they managed to go away. But um, yeah, so the, the games that were more solid state and EM in nature were ones that I knew for the most part, so I could feel pretty confident in like calling a game on them for sure, um, rather than having them be a crapshoot. It, it, it's like a double-edged sword there too, because like your opponents are probably terrified. They're like, oh, yeah, I have to play volley. Like you know, there's the mentality of like maybe it's a coin flip, but then you're like, no, I'm actually really confident on this game. But like, if, right. if I was playing you like, and you're like, we're playing I mean, volley, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, my my final match with Sunshine at the Women's Championship, I chose Volley on purpose because yeah. I've loved that game since the first time I touched it. I rolled it on the first game I ever played on it. Ever That's since awesome. it's been like this very long love affair. And so getting to go first, and I rolled the machine. I got like 117 million on it, oh and then gosh. just watching Sunshine try and figure it out. I don't think she played it much during the day. Yeah, was. Uh, I mean, it was a struggle for her to figure out where the bounces were and how to light the uh, the rollovers and things like that. Right. And I, I watched a considerable amount of that stream, and it felt like a lot of people were picking, like, Game of Thrones or Metallica or, like, more DMD games and just kind of shying away from the solid states unless they were, like, Kiss. Well, it's a lot of Kiss action, but not a lot. Yeah, of... there was there was Kiss. There was Evil Knievel. Mm-hmm. There were some at the end that I don't think the women even touched. There was... God, I don't even remember. I want to say it's some sort of zodiac sign. I want to say Aquarius or something, but that doesn't oh, seem yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Pisces? I don't know. But there yeah. were there were a couple of games that no one was playing. Right. Yeah, people kind of stick to their, their strong suits. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, and I was noticing that no one was playing the older games, and yeah. that's, that's where I could really make my mark. I can play DMD games as much as anyone mm-hmm. else, but and that's when you a... have something. 
like background. It's nice to be able to lean on that. Definitely. And that's something that's always like really impressed me about you is that you're so well-rounded in pinball that you kind of, you have such a like bank of knowledge of games and you're, you kind of have like this arsenal of knowledge that you're just like not afraid anymore. And I've kind of like latched on to that ideology and just like in my last couple of tournaments, I'm like, I'm not going to get scared of a game because I know how to play it. I'm just going to do my best. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, that that's something I've noticed as well as I can talk anyone through pretty much every game. I can't necessarily execute the strategy that I know is the best, but right. I can tell someone to do it. And if totally. they can, they have the skills to do it, I feel great about that. Like I've talked people through, you know, firepower, for mm-hmm. example, like I talked my, my ex-boyfriend into rolling firepower just by <laughs> telling him what to do. And I was like, I've never rolled firepower. <laughs> right. like something you can do now. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like with knowledge, you know, comes um, the the confidence in in executing it sometimes. Like, uh, I find that, like, I'm on an all-women's pinball team in Seattle here called the Ballbusters. And a lot of those girls, they're they're like, I'll get towards multi-ball like a shot away and then something will happen. I don't get it. I'm like, do you get get scared? Like, yeah, I kind of get scared. I'm like, but you know what you're doing. Like, just don't worry about it. Like, just let your guard down a little bit and just let it happen naturally. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of... Can we like... talk about ladies in team leagues for a second? Yeah, because sure. Because we have absolutely. an all-women tournament as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, or an all-women's team league as well called Show Us Your Tilts. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it's it's basically the same thing. It's a bunch of women who have joined Belden Times TDX, awesome. um, which is our women's league that started last September, run by mm-hmm. Jessica DiNardo. Yeah, she's and great too. She is fantastic, and the women that we've we've had join the team. There's a couple of us who have been playing for years, like me and Emma Icorn and Mindy right. Burt. But then there's yeah, also yeah. some much newer players who got into it through Bells and Chimes, but yeah, are like now Melissa getting Schwiegel. competitive She's pinball. Awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Melissa's actually on a, an opposing team. Ooh. She chose not to be on the the Bells and Chimes team, which is that's fine. Good for her. She's, yeah. I think she's a captain on, on oh, the rad. ship Ahoy, the ship show, and she she has kicked a bunch of ass. But mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, newer women have played on um, Show Us Your Tilts and being able to talk them <laughs> through. Like, I, my friend Camille was playing Greg Dunlap on Creature from the Black Lagoon, and Oof. it was, like, a pretty decent game. Greg knows what he's doing on that right. game. He didn't have a great game. And then on Ball 3, I was, like, telling Camille what to hit, and she, she lit Move Your Car. Nice. And the creature, the creature that we were playing didn't light up, like, that center shot. And I was yelling at her. She needed maybe like six million to beat Greg by hitting oh one move your car shot. And I was like, shoot the center, shoot the center. And she's like, it's not lit. Are you sure? Like, and I was like, do just it. do it. <laughs> <laughs> and she did it. And then she kept on playing because Creature has so many um, animations that you can't tell what your score is. So she just right. keeps playing, keeps on hitting that shot that I sounded like a monster telling her to <laughs> hit. And then she comes out of it with like 50 million points and just looks at me like, I did. Holy shit, I just yeah. did that. Oh, no. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. No yeah, worries. Fine. No worries. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> I feel bad because on the podcast that Bowen and Jack Danger and I are doing, we tried not to swear, and then we just right. started swearing, and then someone was like, maybe you should put an explicit warning on it. <laughs> yeah. We we originally, I think, what, four or five episodes deep, we were like, let's let's try to keep it family friendly, and then it yeah, just... it kind just, of snowballed. It, yeah, it just happened. Like, we, we've got the sailor's mouths, and it just you know happened and once that can of worms was open well you know the thing is that ed robertson was the first person to swear on our podcast that's right so it like, was episode seven yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh my god so if, you know, swearing on your podcast right that's, 
that's a, an achievement right there. I know, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, if Ed Robertson can do it, we can do it. Yeah, if the cool kids <laughs> okay, are doing it. Well, I have a question about sure. Ed Robertson. As someone who um, I think Bare Naked Ladies was the first album I bought with my own money. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm very curious about him as a pinball player, and I know you've played with him. Yeah. Are his initials BNL, or are they like your oh, or I think they're BNL actually because he put up something in London. Um, I sent him to the pipeline in London because he and I like almost crossed paths when we were in Europe because they were touring and I was there t- just for fun. But I was like, go oh, to the pipeline. I think that he put up BNL for that. I can't quite remember. But That's well, awesome. the reason I can't remember is because the games that I play with Ed, he doesn't get on the high scoreboard. <laughs> just, no, he's a really good player. And I got um, the last time I saw him was with his uh, two sons. They were in, t- in town for Todd McCullough's birthday party. And we went to, f- to Full Tilt and played um, Game of Thrones a bunch. And I ended up having to leave because I was going to see Star Wars for the second time. And while I'm in the theater, uh, I found this out after I finished watching the movie for the second time. He sends me, like, spoiler texts. <laughs> I was like, you're the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> he texted you about Star Wars yes. while you were watching yeah. Star Wars? He said, if you're the type of person that looks at your phone during a movie, you deserve to be spoiled. I mean, he might be right about <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I totally He's like, during Star so-and-so dies. I was Robertson now. <laughs> I know, right? It made me laugh so hard. And, like, if you didn't have have that background story like you would just be like what an asshole <laughs> but, but it was oh, really really great funny. i love it <laughs> so speaking yeah. of people who are musicians and also pinball players um, one of my friends well, oh darren hamlin is another one let's put a pin in him and talk about him in sure, a second because yeah. i feel bad i uh didn't talk about him on Australian radio. Oh, I should have. missed I was, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. an Australian radio so show. I was like, I don't know any Australians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is, so I'm at Quarter World right now, and my buddy Greg is um, is a rapper. His oh, cool. name is Illmaculate, and he just got into pinball recently um, and has loved it, mostly because you can gamble while playing pinball. And <laughs> so we kind of got him hooked by being like, let's bet a dollar on this game. And he was like, yeah. oh, maybe I can win. <laughs> um, and he just put up his initials for the first time tonight, I-L-L. Yes, I was Ill. hoping you were going to say ill. I'll yes. feel it. <laughs> yes. I, while we were watching him play, my boyfriend was like, oh, he's maybe two million away from getting on the board. And I was like, are his initials going to be, are they going to be ill? <laughs> and then we watched them and I, I got a bunch of pictures and they're definitely I-L-L. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So, Zoe, what are your initials? Uh, CFF. Yeah. Okay. I know. Mm-hmm. You have to relinquish those. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you oh, and your man. Portland gang. It always trips me out with like Jeff Gagnon because I'm like, oh yeah, how long did you live in Portland? He's like, never. But you always put up CFF. I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's an honorary. Member I mean, we we have a bunch of different satellite chapters right. of Crazy Flipper Fingers, <laughs> which is uh-huh. the pinball gang. We have Seattle. We have LA. We have. New Orleans and most I mean Jeff is different because he came down here so much that we just like (laughs) made him be the Seattle chapter but for like our New Orleans chapter a guy who came came into the gang in Portland moved to New Orleans and has since then inducted people into the gang in Mm. New Orleans um it's actually kind of funny one of the guys that he inducted in New Orleans was a guy who played in pinball tournaments in Portland oh wow so we all kind of Knew the dude, and then he moved to New Orleans, made friends with Autofire, and then 
got into CSF after the fact. I love autofire as a nickname for a person. I love that. Yeah, I know, right? That's pretty great. Well, to, I don't know if any of your listeners are unfamiliar with a Crazy Flipper Fingers, but part Let's of the it, yeah. deal yeah, yeah, yeah. of joining the football gang I was is just playing Congo was... today, and this is autofire on that, so that makes me happy. Yeah, so so you give up your initials. I am no longer ZOE, and I haven't been for six years. I'm CSF, Crazy Flipper Fingers. But at the same time, you also get a nickname that's part of a pinball machine mm-hmm. that has something to do with you. So, for example, my nickname is Lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's like Josh. Yeah, Danger, Danger, Tilt. You, mm-hmm. If you've met Josh and you know his personality, there's, you're, you're going to tilt him very easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Danny Black, Backlash, people like that. And I, I'm legs because I kick when I play. Hmm. I'm a You're fairly tall. tall young lady. Yeah. I'm, I'm a tall young lady with uh, apparently nice legs. And also I'm a huge feminist. So they knew right. it would piss me off. And the fact <laughs> that they knew that much about me, I was like, all right, I'll take your nickname. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> right. And so we've got, you know, auto fire. We've got sound card. We've got opto. We've got all these people who have a nickname that has something to do with them. And it's, it's kind of seeing the whole person, even though they're part of the collective. I love it. You're like Transformers. You're like yeah. Bull, form like Voltron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but we never if... play Transformers. Because right. Because it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you the origin of my initials. Um, I started a, a pinball crew like kind of like before I knew about CFF, but like very loosely modeled after, like very similarly. Um, mm-hmm. I just were like, oh, people say that they have liquid courage when they get drunk and do karaoke. I'm like, well, we have liquid skill because we drink beers and get we're better at pinball when we drink beers. So we called ourselves liquid skill. And my boyfriend at the time made patches that were a pint glass surrounded by flippers on either side. And we had our initials. Oh, that's word. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and... It would be, um, like, if you were in our crew, you'd be XZX. So it was, like, X is on either side of your first initial. Ah, that's where the XKX yeah. comes from. Uh-huh. I thought you were straight edge, and then right? I saw you right. drink a beer, and I was like, right. that can't. It's, it's almost it's counterintuitive, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we went, I love it. It's that's like really an onion. It's got a lot of layers. <laughs> so, Zoe, when you were talking about people getting inducted in CFF, is there an actual, like, pro- like what's like, the initiation mean, process? Yeah. Like, what does it take to become... Uh, member of the I think it's mostly about getting to know the other members. Okay. There are people who have been in CFF for 10 years at this point. There are people who have just been initiated. And so making sure that you're making connections with the people that you're playing pinball with, you're learning from them, you're proving that you can beat them and that you can put up your initials. Spending time with those people is what gets you into the gang, I would say. Word. That makes sense. Yeah, personality goes a long way. Yeah, and I would say, like, the person I credit with most of my pinball skills is Noah Davis, who's also in CFF. He's Opto. Um, and the fact that he has, you know, 10 to 15 machines in his garage, ranging from EMs and solid states all the way to ACDC and Creature from the Black Lagoon, he has taught me about games that I would not otherwise play on location. And he's, you know, the reason I am the pinball player I am right. today. Oh, gross. If Noah ever hears this, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's going to never let you <laughs> but, let down, but it's definitely it true. He he's talked me through games before I knew what I was doing and I think that that is a huge part of having this collective group of people is you have, you know, 10 20 years of knowledge of pinball sure. and you can share that with each other. It's very tribal. Yeah. There's like kind of so I've been working on this project that um someday I'll finish or like actually execute. But I'm making like little flashcards for pinball where I um 
draw playfield artwork on one side and do like a a 30 second like elevator pitch of how you play the game on the backside. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I'm making them pinball postcards or like pin pals. Uh, so oh no i love it even more that's amazing <laughs> when so, we did the, uh, the national championship once i found out what all the games were we didn't find out till the day of and i showed up an hour early and like wrote it all down in my notebook yeah. i like google <laughs> strategies for everything so i have totally. a list of like grand loser does this right. the shadow does this yeah but if it had artwork involved then i would send it to people <laughs> for sure and i'm not the great greatest artist in the world so i'll usually like take a blank postcard because i have like a pack of blank postcards and i'll put it up to my computer screen and kind of trace it and then i'll ink it and color it after that so i mean whereas like oh that's awesome i'm not freehand drawing it i'm just kind of like copying it but uh, i do the i do the inking and coloring freehand and you can see it on my Instagram at K-A-Y-L-U-H underscore Allison. <laughs> hey, that's a new, brand new plug for the show. Kayla Kayla's underscore Instagram. Allison. I'm yeah. going to follow you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I've done, I'm trying to do all the ones at Flip Flip Ding Ding. So I've done like Robocop, World Cup Soccer, Centaur. Well, I did that just because I love Centaur. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun because my friend Phil and I, we do pinball postcards between Seattle and DC. He'll send me his stories of like, pinball fails or successes in dc and then i send him stories of like teaching girl scouts how to play pinball in a postcard and then we just send those back and forth and we've done about like 15 or 16 each and it's been really nice so i was like well everyone always asks me how to play a game whenever they're in, in league so why if i just have flashcards and then you, you can have ha just have those Oh man, I love it. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna steal that with <laughs> Do it. credit, obviously. It saves you so much time because, like, I can't tell you how many times I've explained how to play World Cup soccer, and even like the last time, <laughs> <laughs> like, the last time, um, myself and my teammate Anne were playing, and she like I was doing terrible. I got the last place score by a long shot. Like, oops, I forgot how to play. Like, I know how to play the game. I'm just not doing it well. Um, and I was she got into final draws. Like, hell yeah, that's awesome. It's so hard to do. And I was trying to, I ran up to her and I was like, Ann, 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 just so you know, there's the coin toss button here and it opens up your jackpot shot if you haven't hit it or if it scores you a jackpot shot if it's open. And I think I threw way too much information at her at the same time mm. and she just didn't hit the button. I was like, whatever you do, just hit the button. <laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> and it was like the difference of like winning a point or losing a point. And she's like, what were you saying like to me? I feel like World Cup does that a lot. I've done that on Team yeah. League as well. I shared with one of my... Uh, team league compatriots that if you have five or if you have um, the multi-ball lit and you are on ball three if it's not in tournament road and tournament mode rather and you shoot strikers hideout uh -huh. it usually gives you um, award multi-ball on oh, ball no three way. so yeah like so I, I i keep on yelling at my teammates like on ball Striker! three you have it lit <laughs> just, just hit the thing. <laughs> oh that's awesome that's really good to know um Kind of segueing. I hope into... we never play on World Cup soccer now I that know, I've shared right? that with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, just for fun, um, but like, but I mean, if I if I can't beat you without that, then I don't deserve to win. That's right. kind of my my outlook on sharing things for about sure. pinball. Is everyone should have the same game knowledge, yeah. and it's whether you can execute the strategy. I agree. I used to be the kind of person that was like, someone would ask me how to play, and I'd say, "Oh, I'll tell you on ball four. And they'd kind of laugh and chuckle. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, you know, I should just tell them. It's like, I, I, I feel confident enough in my play at this point that I can just, you know, I'd rather beat them with all of us having the same information. 
But um, mm-hmm. that kind of segues me into like something that I learned about Champion Pub after I played you at Powder Puff a couple years ago. Oh my god, I think <laughs> about that match on Champ Pub like a lot. Because we each had one insane game yeah. and then at the end you kind of, you pulled it out but it was like we both had great games. Oh, they were nail biters, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. The we first one was like what, forty eight to forty six? Yeah. Like who gets who gets those scores on Champ Pub? <laughs> right. With that narrow hallway at Shorty's where people are walking by and you have a very like broad stance too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna nestle my butt into whoever's coming yeah. near me. I'm no, Feel you don't it. get this hallway. This is my hallway right now. <laughs> yeah. That was so much fun. That was like the first time I actually got to bond with you because I was like, oh, fuck, I have to play Zoe. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and we got up there and I think you won the first game. And I was like, oh, but I came close. And then I won the second game. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, it's tiebreaker. And you were just like super cool headed Zoe, like sitting in the bar watching me on the on the the closed caption TV, like security cameras, like watching me play and like figuring out when it's your turn. I was like, oh my God, she's got this, she's chill. She's got it together. (laughs) Oh my God. The fact that anyone thinks I have it together makes me (laughs) laugh so hard. You are not the first person to be like, how do you keep it so cool headed? I just, I, I'm freaking out most of the time. And that's why I wasn't watching you play because I can't watch. I literally don't want to know what you're doing. I need to just like be alone and drink a beer and Uh then I'll come back and see what I need to deal with. Well, I had that same kind of game at Pinball this year. Um, I had to play, I forget his name. I think it was Josh something. Um, It was my second time up on on Champ Pub. And Mm -hmm. our first game was like six to nine and I lost by three million points. I was like, that was stupid. Why did I lose by three million points? I I had multi brawl ready. Like, why didn't I just do that? And then our next game, I put up 25, and he put up 20, and I was like, cool. All right, now we're playing better, and we're actually playing Champ Pub. Now we're talking. Yeah, and then, like, my ball two of game three of the tiebreaker, I put up 20 million on ball two, and I was like, I feel pretty damn good about this. And then he goes in, he goes in on ball three and puts up 50 million. I was like, Jesus Christ. Holy crap. <laughs> and he had 8 million. Where did that guy come he, from? Right, he had 8 million going into that ball. I felt really confident. And I just, I couldn't watch. I, like, looked over the balcony of ground control, and I watched people playing, like, Ninja Turtles or whatever they're playing, like, Mm -hmm. Paperboy. I was like, I'm just going to watch people drink beer and play arcade games because I'm getting stressed out about this. Exactly. I mean, especially once you can't do anything. That's what I I try really hard to remind myself is, like, if you're player one on ball three, you shouldn't feel bad. You're just watching a person play pinball, and you can't impact that game anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of like going first in that way, too, because it's like, well, I, I can't make any different choices now. It's done. Hmm. It's yeah. interesting. I feel like it's going second. It can be really bad because you can try and input another person's strategy. Like if they have a great ball one and you're like, oh, they do something completely different. I'm going to try that. And then you That's totally true. fail. But at the same time, if you're playing like Medieval Madness and you have the castle gate open and you need three million points, right? Yeah, I'm going to change my strategy and go for the castle rather than go for the multi ball. Yeah, like the one. I think the only time I beat Maka was in a tournament, um, Maka Honig, and um, I always for Indiana Jones Williams, I always go for modes because <clears throat> I enjoy the modes. They're fun to play, and they garnish you a lot of points. 
if you complete them or even you just start them. And he was multi-ball the entire time. And I was not hitting that saucer to start mode. So I just was like, well, I'm going to go with That saucer is so tough, it's man. It's really hard. It's really, really, and it frustrates the hell out of me. <clears throat> um, you but, posted about it on Tilt Forums. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm wondering if it was because of this game with Maka. It was, and I was, it's, well, that game kind of like inspired me to think about it. But then I recently just posted about it because people were talking about it. But, um, yeah, eventually I just, I watched what he was doing. I was like, well, I'm going to go for multi-ball now. And I beat him by like 3 million points because of that. Like I changed, yeah. I changed my strategy on ball two. I was like, well, that's not working. I'm going to try something different. And it worked. <laughs> you know? That can be terrifying. But when it works, it's, it's great to be able to watch someone yeah. else who you know is a good player and be like, all right, maybe I should be trying this other thing. Right. Absolutely. Because you only get three balls or maybe five sometimes and you start to run out of time. You know, especially if you get a house Right, ball. like how do you collect those points as soon as possible? That's kind of the, the point of pinball in general. Yeah. And there was an article that you were in part of, um, I think it was out of San Francisco for Bells and Chimes um, not that long ago, where I just remember reading you say, like, sometimes I just go play a game and I look at one shot and I do my best to hit that shot over and over and over again. And I figure out where that shot is and I learn it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's how I need to start training for pinball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it comes from the reason that I got into pinball in the first place is on the um, Base Cadet Pinball for Windows. Oh, yes. Back in like the <laughs> mid 90s when I was a child who used computer games to escape reality. Right. And I would play with my cousins and somehow I figured out where the shots were that gave you points. Like I figured out how to start modes and I figured out how to do all these different things. So when I graduated quote unquote to real pinball, I understood that there were certain shots that were more important than other shots. So even if I couldn't hit them, I knew what I was supposed to do. And you so like I focused on needs. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're, you're, you're thinking about the, um, like the, the strategy rather than what you can do. Points You're not just flip. flipping yeah. to keep the ball alive. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you become zen with the fact that you're probably going to have some terrible games as you're working on it, yeah, it's so important to, to really understand the full play field rather than just what you could hit. Yeah. I think that's really important for any person that's playing competitive pinball is just like, like, that's the, the thing that kind of keeps me going is the reminder that even the best players drain three times. Like, you know, even if they're, like, walking away from the flippers, but, like, there's some point in the game when they just couldn't hit a shot the right way, and they drain, and we're all valuable. You know, like, we can all have exactly. games, and we can, yeah. all, we can all have shit games. So, and just letting that pressure go is the hugest thing about being a good tournament player, and it's the hardest thing to yeah. do in the world. Like, I can hit a shot. And it allows you to level up a little bit because you're like, I'm going to try and hit the shot. And once I do hit the shot on a regular basis, I know that I'm a better pinball player than I right. was. And the thing, one of the things I've been telling people lately, because um, they get so frustrated. Like, I had my teammate, uh, LA, she, uh, she was playing Totan. And she's like, it's not looking good. He's got so many more points than I do. I was like, how many shots do you have to your lock? And she's like, I don't know. I was like, well, that's something you need to think about when you're playing this. Um, you know, like how many shots to the genie do you have to light a lock? And how far away are you from multi-ball? She's like, I'm going to start thinking about that next ball. I was like, cool. 
And I was like, all you have to do is hit two jackpots and you win this game. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. And, and she's yeah, like, oh, realizing gosh. that you have total control over yeah. what shots you can hit and how much they're worth is really important. And I watched her blow that game up. Like, I told her that going into ball three, she had like two million points and she finished with like 14. I was like, dude. You just killed it. Oh, yeah. And she's like, that's because you, you inspired me to do better. Like, you taught me how to. I was like, yeah, that's like literally that's all it takes is like someone having confidence in you and like telling you what to do. And like, I know you're capable of it. I've seen you do it before. Just do it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and getting talked through it because you don't necessarily realize the shots to put together your yeah. first time. You, you can make individual shots, but as you're putting together your own strategy, which shots do you make in which order and having someone just be like, shoot that thing. Yeah. Oh, you missed it. That's cool. <laughs> Collect yourself and do it again. Uh-huh. Like it doesn't have to be uh-huh. a terrible thing. We, we did a team league match on Avengers. Oh, um, and, and my friend, <laughs> you were a masochist. <laughs> oh, well, no, it wasn't our choice. They had the other team had some dude who loved Avengers. And oh, so okay. he was making us play it. And I was like, well, I don't know what was I'm this- doing. And my friend Beth was like, least? I kind of know what I'm doing. Right. At least I heard that but the new code terrible. is a little bit better. Uh, I mean, kind of, but you still can't hit any of the shots. Yeah, That's my still... problem. It, well, is, it doesn't feel natural. You still have the Marvel women's problem where, like, the Black Widow shot is the worst thing to do. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, wait. The only, sh- the only Like, why is the lady shot right. the hardest? Yeah. <laughs> the only woman on your game is the hardest thing to hit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so we're playing this game, me and Beth, and um, I was trying to share with her some of my techniques to calm down because it, it, like when I started playing pinball, I was super nervous all the time. Mm-hmm. And between practice on being in tournaments and also medication for anxiety, which yeah. I am a huge proponent of. I do that too. Between those two things, <laughs> yeah. I have... I use Headspace on my I, phone. <laughs> oh my God. Also, I, I meditate before balls and this is the other thing I told I told Beth I was like I meditate I take anxiety pills Mm -hmm. and then I just like listen to myself and what I want to hit and so I kind of talked her through it but in a very soothing way where I was like all right cool you decided to hit that shot that's great you know what you can do next you can hit this other shot and if you don't that's fine and she was like you're basically Zoloft in human form (laughs) Zoloft Zoe Loft. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. I love it. I will say that I credit um, Zoe Loft for my women's world championship win. I I started taking it like a month before the thing, and I was like, "Eh, I don't care about anything anymore. It it really frees you, though, like having that pressure taken off of you. Because it's Mm -hmm. it's that thing where you're like, if you're scared, if you're afraid of heights and you're on a bridge, you're like, oh, don't look down because that's when you're going to freak out. It's like, that's the first thing you do is look down. You know, and then you just like get in your head mm-hmm. and you can't shake it. But if you just yeah, stop, and like what's stop the analogous thing for pinball is, you know, looking at someone else's score and getting scared by it is the uh-huh. same as looking down into the Grand Canyon. Or like so my, if you can like, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Like my biggest um, comparison is like, oh, I have one shot for this one shot to do. All I have to do is that one mm-hmm. shot. And then that's the only shot you can't get on the entire table. Like, fuck. yep. What? World Cup soccer yeah. for starting multi ball. That's like the bane of everyone's existence yeah. because that's that's shouting at you. Hit me, oh, hit boy. me! I'm the only I've, thing worth hitting. Yeah, I've stopped focusing on those. Like, like if I notice that I can't hit this the left ramp over and over again, I keep hitting the left post. I start shooting for the left post, and like eventually I'm going to get up that left ramp. 
Interesting. Just, yeah, I just changed my shot a little yeah. bit more. Like, oh, that's what I'm doing. The ability to adapt yeah. is so important. I think that that's what the pros have that most people lack. Um, like at Pinball Outreach Project right now, we have two World Cup soccer, yeah. and they play so different from yes, each other. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> dialed into the left World Cup soccer, but then I go play the right World Cup soccer, and it's like it's a nightmare. floaty, and I'm missing everything, and I'm yelling and swearing, and <laughs> I'm I'm not able to make that transition. I, I mm-hmm. on purpose, played them one after the other today in our Super League, mm-hmm. and by the time I had dialed myself into right World Cup soccer, I had lost better playing left World Cup soccer, and I only got like $200 million on it because I left that final draw shot flashing yeah it's it's totally different game to game to game and when i first started playing i started like um kind of gauging where the artwork lay on the ball when i shot from my flipper like i would look at yeah i would look at the comparison in, in ratio of like where i was shooting from and kind of like make a mental note just check like oh okay if i shoot it from here that gets the left ramp whatever and mm-hmm. now it's just like muscle memory at that point. You just build that up and you just, yeah, you have to learn how to adjust because every game is different. And even if you've spent like three months not playing that game, but you like have that t- tuned in, like the Adams Family by my house, I know that super well. I play a four player game and I get replays all the time and mm-hmm. like score at least 100 million each game because I know it so well. But if yeah, I play another Adam's family, family was actually fuck. where I started looking at the play field art because it was if you trap the ball in the right flipper, mm-hmm. how do you get it to the electric chair? And it mm-hmm. was like when it's under the three in the three million shot or, yeah. or the three yeah. million house or something like that. <laughs> that's when you flip. And, right. and that changed the way I looked at. I think Eric Hill taught me that at ground control like five years ago. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you can use these markers as long as you realize they're only for this particular machine. Right, it's not even right. Adam's family. It's just the Adam's family at ground control. Right. <laughs> and at that flipper strength, like if they get right. you change it yeah. up again too. But it, mm-hmm. it, it gives you a basis to go off, and, and that's like really what you need. Just yeah, and if you notice that something is happening on, on a lot of games at the same place in the play field, then you can rely on it more. Like if mm-hmm. you notice that it's, the game in general and that's how it tends to be set up you can rely on it a little bit yeah and i I used to i you know when i was starting to like really learn pinball i used to watch people that i was playing against really intently and just see like how they handle a ball and how they drain like i would focus more on like what did i do that made me drain instead of like what did i do that was good like how Mm -hmm. do i because you have to play defensively and offensively offensively at the same time and then, like, even today, I was playing with my friend Jordan on Twilight Zone, and I was about to go hit another beer, and I heard he got a Powerball on Twilight Zone. I was like, ooh, I want to see how he handles this. Okay. Powerball. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you let it dead bounce from the kickout, or do you just trap it? What's going on? And I watched him do that. I was yeah, like, and okay. you need to learn that by watching people. You yeah. can't just guess. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is the benefit of going second place on a, on a tournament game. I know it's, mm-hmm. it's so much. That's fun. actually why I think it's important for things like Papa and ISPA, where they let people practice prior. Right. Uh-huh. And there's been some debate on whether you should just have it be a free for all and everyone can practice on whatever games they want to play, or if you get 30 seconds right before the game once you've already chosen it. And it, it's two very different things. You can practice for the Papa format. You can practice on everything prior to choosing any game, so you can learn whether or not you want to choose a game. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas with IFPA, if you practice on it for 30 seconds after you've chosen it, at least you know the bounces of the particular yeah. machine you're playing. And I'm personally more in favor of that that second one because I know the rule sets of, of every game and I'm going to choose the ones I'm most comfortable with right. and I'm going to learn how that particular machine performs rather than choosing a game based on whether or not I can then bounce out of the scoop. Mm-hmm. I, I finally had the, that first opportunity to do that. Um, I was in a wild card position to get into the SPL finals this last year. I finished. Oh, I heard about that. Oh. I think I, I watched that on oh, the internet. Nice. <laughs> I finished at like position 18 and the top 16 went on to finals. I was like, ugh, so close. But I've been, oh, playing, I've been playing an SPL um, for four years and I finished like 26, 22, 18, 17. Like I get keep getting better and better every year, which is helpful, but I still haven't made it in the finals. And I was finally in the wild card last year. And I feel kind of like an, like a jerk for doing this, but when you give 30 seconds of practice, there's balls already flowing because there's seven games set up in a row and you kind of round robin it for like, you know, three, four minutes. So everyone gets 30 seconds on each game and they kind of just like cut down on time. So when I was up there, I would figure out the bounces. And then when my 30 seconds was about out, I would figure out the tilt and then like hand that over to the next player. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, yep and, and I mean, that's, <laughs> that's entirely the point of the game. Yeah. I did that every game on the women's yeah. championship. It's I like, was like, here, I need here to goes know. Your tilt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, volley tilts and tilt ends game. You need to know exactly what you're going to do to the game to continue to play versus that's the end forever. Totally. Yeah, that's not something to feel like a jerk about. And that's something that I think women are more likely to care about being a jerk or being seen as a jerk. Other people's feelings. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shockingly, we care about other people's feelings. I know, right? Yes, yes. The (laughs) emotional intelligence of, of, of the of. Women definitely plays a factor there. Well, like, I mean, Kayla I... has called me out in low stakes <laughs> situations where I got a little too happy for like by beating her. Yeah, <laughs> for example. Well, I'm just highly competitive. I'm just excited to to beat a superior player. Is I, what I tol- it is. At the I end totally of the day. recognize that, but I'm like I'm a very competitive person, and when I win. I feel like I I'm still your friend and I'm oh, like yeah, I'm course. like Graham, you did really good. Like even you know I'm like oh you played a really well game. I won, but you played a good game. Absolutely. And then when Graham wins, he's like, "In your face, greet." All right, like, I don't know. If, <laughs> I, that is not a direct I, quote. I recognize <laughs> that a lot. I'm yeah. a I'm a very sore loser when it comes to competitive play. Like if I'm in a tournament, I'm pissed at myself if I lose. I'm not pissed at the other person, right. but I am pissed at myself. And I think that for people who are learning more about pinball or who are just starting out, it's a it's it's a high to beat the women's world sure. champion and beat the person who, who you see win the tournament. And yeah. I don't begrudge them that, but at the same time, it's so tough to be like, yeah, good job. You that. beat me. I'm really sad about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I remember the first time I beat Julie, it was at an SPL and she's like, I used to be the top woman around here. Good, good job on beating me. I was like, Whoa, that's, that's kind of a heavy handed statement. And, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, yeah, I totally kicked your ass or anything. I was like, you played a really good game. That was really fun to play with you. Good job. And she'll usually say things like, oh, well, I could have done this. Or, you know, like, I could have done plenty of other things, too. But I just don't feel like it's good to tear your opponent down. 
And like, right. You don't want to make them feel like the only reason they beat you is because X, Y, and Z happened. Right. But at the same time, in your own head, that's exactly what you're thinking. Sure. Like, if I had done this better or if the game hadn't screwed me like this, right. I would mm-hmm. have won this tournament. And I, I don't give a shit if I lose, if I'm playing just for fun. Like, if right. I'm playing right. against my boyfriend who's also a pinball player sure, he can beat me as much as he wants. I'm not going to be bummed about it. But if I play him in a tournament and he beats me, I'm going to be (laughs) (laughs) Right. But at the same time, like, if you you play tournaments and even with newer players and you're like, oh, well, you only won because of this, it's like, you don't need to qualify that. And it just kind of makes everyone look like an asshole. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. You won. That is the fact of the matter. And I think that if you, if you conceptualize it by the, you know, whatever software you use, like with Brackalope, all Mm -hmm. you're going to see is who won and who lost. Right. Not the scores, not the almost. Yeah. I'm not going to know if it was a blowout or if it was a 50 point game on an EM. That's not something that I I care about if I'm not the person in the match. For sure. Mm -hmm. So, and then there's also people who, like, the reason they get into it, like Melissa Schwiegel, who we were talking about earlier, yeah. one of her first Tuesday tournaments in Portland, she had no idea who anyone was, and she was just playing pinball because she liked to play pinball. She beat Noah Davis, who oh, had who been plays? the uh, state champ for, like, three years running. Um, mm. She beat Andy Cobb, who was the state champ this Dude. past year. She beat, like, all these great dudes. And we're outside smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, Melissa, do you know who you beat? She's like, no, I mean, there are some guys with beards. Yeah, right. It matters. I need you to know how amazing you just did in your first tournament ever. Seriously, that's amazing. And it it can be great for someone who's just getting started to realize that sometimes you can beat people you never thought you would. I knocked Keith Elwin into the loser's bracket of a double elimination tournament in the first round once. I was like, oh, whatever. I'm never going to win this. And I did. And like, that's super cool to be able to say I beat Keith Elwin this one time. Totally. (laughs) Even though I went out like the next two rounds, I lost and he won the whole tournament. But whatever, I beat him that one time. For sure. Yeah, I've got kind of like a secret bounty list, like kind of Julie Gray inspired me this. She's like, she's like, I beat Keith Elwin, I beat Kaylee, I beat, and she's like, I just cross them off my list. I'm like, oh, I should have a bounty list. I'm like, I beat Kevin Burrell, I've been beaten Raymond, I've beaten David Stewart, you know, like these things happen sometimes, it's the exception of the rule, yeah. but they do happen So like. And and you have to remind yourself that any given game is a fresh game. You're not yeah. going to lose to someone just because their name is. Kevin Burrell or just because their name is Noah Davis, you're right. going to win or lose based on how skilled mm-hmm. either of you were on this particular game in this particular moment. Exactly. And just have fun doing it. Like I, I always have to yell at myself, like, you're doing this for fun. You're doing this for fun. You're doing this. You know, like, yep. like, <laughs> stop stressing the fuck out about this. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're not having fun doing it, don't do it. That's, totally. I mean, I was very, very pinball centric with my social life for a long time. And then the past couple of years, I realized I wanted to enjoy pinball just for playing pinball and do other things as well. So now I'm like singing in a choir and I go to karaoke and I play soccer and then I go to pinball and that's cool too, but it's not the only thing in my life. And so it's a little bit more fun to be like, oh yeah, I get to play pinball tonight. I'm stoked about this. It's not an every night, all the time activity. That's awesome. Well, we're going to wrap this up and that's going to inspire me to ask you your question from Tilt Through, which is what mm-hmm. outside of pinball are you into right now? And we're going to do those kind of plugs and wrap up. 
What number? Okay, well, I, I have two things. One is that you asked me for a trivia question, and yes. FYI, I have one. Thank Excellent. Um, but what I'm into outside of pinball right now. You mentioned karaoke. Uh, I'd like to know what's in your repertoire. What 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 are your go to oh, songs? When I talk about karaoke, I sound like more of a douche than when I talk about hey, football because hey, you're, <laughs> no, you're, you're talking totally to a supreme karaoke douche here. Supreme opera singer. Guys. Graham, oh wow, okay. Graham is in a karaoke league. I, I was in a karaoke oh, league. There's a league. What the? I, okay, I was in more. and now I'm out, but yeah. It's... You need to start this in Portland, Zoe. Yeah. I'll show you the way. Oh my goodness. I had no idea there was a leak. So I, I was saying I'm, I'm a classically trained opera singer. That was what I was going to do for my life until like my sophomore year of that's college. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So that's why I enjoy karaoke and singing in general. So I'm one of those people who's like, oh, I sang that song once. I'm never going to sing it again. I try to mm. always sing a new song every time I go to oh. karaoke. Mm. I strongly admire um, that. I couldn't hear whatever Graham said. Oh, I said oh. I, I very much That's admire bad. that. I, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> well, one thing that I, I think is super fun is there's this uh, karaoke in Portland called Baby Kitten Karaoke. Yes! It also exists in I, LA. I and, oh, I think it, you have it in Seattle, Yeah, too. I, I, I was at Baby Kitten Karaoke last night. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Nice. I, I was there on Sunday, and um, the first Sunday of every month, or no, the last Sunday of every month, I guess, if I was just there this past Sunday, um, you can do Kamikaze Ketten, which means you take yeah. the iPad, they have you an shake app, it. Of, and you shake it, and you get 20 songs, and you have to choose one of those 20 songs. Yeah. And you're just mm-hmm. kind of fucked, like whatever they give you, if you don't know any of them. It doesn't matter. Um, like a, a couple of months ago, I sang a dance remix of Frank Sinatra's My Way. Oh, Because wow. that is what was available to me. Oh, wow. And it was like a, a mambo beat. It was like very Latin salsa. Oh, awesome. It was terrible. <laughs> or like last Sunday, I got to sing a song from Hercules, the Disney musical, yeah. because <laughs> the 12-year-old in me was so stoked on it. I was like, I can't believe this came up in my 20 random songs. This right. is the only chance I'm going to get to sing this out loud other than <laughs> in my car. Right, because if you so. pick that, people are going to be like, really? <laughs> yeah, everyone else was like, no, sing the Slipknot song. And I was like, fuck no. you guys, I'm singing Hercules. <laughs> I forgot my mask at home. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's what I'm into outside of pinball is, is singing random songs on an iPad for karaoke. That's Word. awesome. I love it. Um, I'm currently knitting a sock as we speak. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> what what color is your sock? Bright pink. <laughs> Bright pink. I that's kind of what I pictured when you said you were <laughs> knitting a sock. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's neon pink. I know. Yeah, yeah. it's very bright. I got the yarn from my aunt. Um, she's kind of like getting older and like not being as able-bodied as as she used to be so she kind of like has been giving things up Uh-oh. um so i got her yarn stash and i'm making a sock do we lose her i think we did just lose her all right let's just give her a quick call back and sure. say goodbye and yeah so zoe was great yeah she was it was a bummer that her phone died but you know it, we made it work <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and uh she followed up with us and uh by facebook message mm-hmm. later on and uh it was kind of perfect timing too like we were just finishing up with the episode so yeah it worked out <laughs> very nicely um but let's uh let's share her trivia question yeah so she gave us a, a number of them and we kind of decided on one um brought to us by via zoe by way of greg dunlap and it says in the background of some scenes in most every Williams DMD game, there's the word DOHO, capital, all capital letters, D-O-H-O, 
and what does doho stand for yeah you can see it in some of the like game art like the back glass art mostly in the animations of dmds though and it's in so many games so if you can tell us the answer to what doho stands for then you win yourself a shooter rod from wizard amusements which you can find at wizardamusements.com. Uh, friends On of the Instagram show. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got so many cool things. You guys should really check them out. Um, and we can't thank them enough for uh, for giving us multiple shooter rods to yeah. give out for the show. So thank you so much, guys. You guys have helped uh, y'all have helped make the year really fun for us and uh, for our listeners. So yeah, first folks to write in with the correct answer, you got yourself a shooter rod. Boom. Um, all right. Makes a great stocking suffer. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, we're gonna. We're bringing back Name That Game. Uh, what, what? It's what people want, and you got to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, our, our next episode, which we already recorded with uh, Dan Halligan, we, we bring it back in fine form. But uh, because it's our anniversary show, I've got a slight twist to it this time, Kayla. Okay. Yeah. I like uh, twists. Good. Is I'm, this like the M. Night, not Sh- M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> yeah, this is the Sixth Sense version of Name That Game, cool. basically. Um or I hope it is. I hope it's not like the the happening version of Name yeah. That Game. I almost said Shyamalama Ding Dong. Shyamalama Ding Dong. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to play you a series of sounds from different games. Ooh. They're all the first sounds, so the hardest sounds, <laughs> of the Name That Games that we've played. Oh, okay. So and like an homage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of a best of. So uh, we can do this one of two ways. I can just play them, and you can take uh, a couple guesses for each one, or three guesses for each one, uh, or I could list off all the name that that, uh, that games that we've done uh, last year, and then you can have one guess to, or maybe two guesses uh, for, to try to match them up. Basically. I feel pretty confident in my memory, and I'm just going to go with the three guesses. Okay, cool. We're going to go in blind with the three guesses a piece. Um, I'm going to try to randomize it a little bit here we'll see so am i getting different sounds than you're getting or are you getting the same sounds as me as me uh say that again are you're playing as well or you just you're oh, I'm, it? I, no it. i'm just emceeing it unfortunately gotcha. i have the answers in front of me uh <laughs> so all right let's uh start it off with this one you ready sure Oh, that's Lord of the Rings. Nice. Yeah, that's Lord oh, of the Oh, right off the bat. From... <laughs> I, I felt so bad for not getting that one right with it. Oh, why are you still playing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's from, uh, according to my notes, that was from episode seven, Lord of the Rings. With special musical guest. That's right. That was the special musical guest one. That's the one that we did with Ed Robertson and, and Darren, Darren Hanlon. Uh, okay. So uh, let's do another one here. Uh here we go. I think this is also going to be one that you'll get. I think. We'll see. Oh, yeah. World Cup Soccer. That's right. It's World Cup Soccer from episode three. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that early one was one. with... That was with... Just the two of us? Yeah. That... I think that was the one with just the two of us. Yeah. We can uh, make it if we try. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't have all of our sounds saved. So this is like 14 out of... Sure. 16 or 17 that we did no worries uh, okay so uh we'll do another one here ready mm-hmm. uh, fishtails fishtails is right three for three <laughs> that <Kayla>. was with... 
That was with Bobby, wasn't it? No, that one. Sorry. No, that was with uh, Brad and Gordon, uh, oh. episode four. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. we, and we will be doing a, a post-pinball and arcade show wrap-up with Brad and Gordon again this year. So we're looking forward to that. Totally. Um, so watch out for that. That's one of our... That's our most popular episode ever, yeah. I believe, and at least based... Solely purely, on the numbers. <laughs> solely on numbers, yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, let's go with this. Oh, Whitewater. Nice! Yeah. <laughs> Kayla, you're killing it! Uh, and this... Is that Bram Stoker's Dracula? No, that was... This was still oh, is that just... still Whitewater? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, I'm anticipating I'm having a hard time uh, uh, stopping some of these. Sure. Okay, no so here's the next one. Oh, uh, Whitewater, by the way, was from episode both both episodes five and six, and that was with Alexa and Bobby. We I was gonna say we quizzed them both on that one and another one because Space Cadet was too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. One of my most nefarious name that games. Yeah. Here we go. You want to hear that one again? Yeah, I kind of sprung that on you. Okay. Oh gosh, that one I'm kind of stumped on. So we're not going to get a perfect score, is what you're saying. Well, you know. <laughs> you want to take a guess, and if you don't get it, I'll give you a hint, and you can take Shoot. another guess. Yeah, give me. Uh, I was. I'm thinking Pinbot, but it's not Pinbot. It's not Pinbot. Um, so this was from episode two. Okay, so that was with not was... Kevin. Kevin was number one. That was with Aaron. Yeah. We did um, name game restraint. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Okay, well, I'll give you one more hint. Uh, this is a really easy hint. Uh, our listeners hear a sound from this game every single episode. Oh, that's from Creature. That's yeah. right, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Gotcha. Our beloved outro music. Uh, okay, <laughs> and here's another one. BSD. That's Bram Stoker's Dracula. That is right. That is Bram Stoker's Dracula. We did that on episode 16. Was that with uh, the pinheads? I or? think so. That sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's see. Here's another one. Oh, that's... Um, is it Scared Stiff? No. Monster Bash. That's right. It's there Monster Bash. You saved it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going in the horror theme area. Yeah. You were you were feeling around and you, you nailed it. Uh, so we are, um, let's see. Let me. That look. was the one we did with Pinheads. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. So was, uh, hmm, I don't, I wish I had this information in front of me. Go to our website. Uh, yeah. I'm going to find out right now. <clears throat> I must know. <laughs> The internet is in front of us. We we have all the answers. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula was our Monday Night Pinball episode with Dave okay, and Jeff. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. So that was the Pinheads ones, number 16? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Pinhead, sorry, Pinheads was number... Uh, actually, Pinheads was number 13, so... Hmm. Uh, so yeah, Monster Bash was, was 13. Um, okay. Let's see what else I got for us here. Uh, here we go. Oh, that's so short. I know. That's a brutal one. Can I hear that again? Sure. No, I don't know that one. Okay, I'll give you another sound for this one. 
Oh, I remember going through this. And it was like, I remember, I guess, like Dirty Harry, um, like Cactus Canyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you a hint. <clears throat> uh, this was from episode 15 with Jeff. Oh, gosh, yeah. This is going to stop me. I don't think I can do that one. Yeah, no guesses? All righty. Yeah. Uh, that was the Williams Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. And Rough business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Oh, man, I know that. Tell me what episode it's from. <laughs> that was from episode 14. That was with Todd McCulloch. Shoot. Give up? Yeah, I do. That was oh. Funhouse. Oh, okay, nice. I know, I remember I got it in this episode. <clears throat> <laughs> Rough. Um, all right, so. Started out on such a tear. I know, you're killing it. Okay, so here's uh, here's another one. These are getting harder. Yep. <laughs> Any guesses? Um, sound like a guy getting shot or getting punched. I'll give you one more sound for this one. Oh my goodness! It's on the shadow. It's not. This is from episode twelve, and we did that with. Uh, that was with Brian and Allison. Oh, no. Nope. I have very vague memories of that night. No problem. Yeah, that was a long, long night with drinks. Uh, So that was Revenge from Mars. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay, let's I don't feel bad about not getting that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's another one. Man, what happened to my skills? I know. Sounds spacey. Mm, does it now? Yeah. This was uh, episode ten with Brad and Gordon, and that's there's an extra hint in there as well. Oh man! But I think it might uh, be just before your time, maybe. Oh, that's right. It was a game that used to be at the office. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't theater magic. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot, no, I can't remember what he used to have. Okay, it was Xenon. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Here we go. Dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah, I can hear the song in my head. Oh, jeez. No. no. Okay. That <laughs> I'm losing was, it. That was from episode one, and that was, of course, the Twilight Zone. Oh yeah. Kevin nailed that one right away. Yes, he that. did. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I've just got a couple more here for you. Uh... Oh, yeah, that's Scared Stiff. That is it? Scared yeah. Stiff. We did Scared Stiff for episode eight, um, and that was with Kevin and Raymond. <laughs> After Pinberg. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I have only, I think I only have one more here. Okay, I hope I can I, nail it. I actually have a bonus one that we can do too. Uh, let me find this one. Here we go. Mm, 
Is that the Space Cadet one? It is. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go. <laughs> All right. So here's a bonus one. I believe we never used this. I'm not sure. I didn't have it marked on my list, so I might roll the sounds for a little bit, and then we got to get out of here. Sure. It sounds like Whitewater in video mode, but no, it's nope. not. No, I, 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 know, I recognize it. I can't do it, though. Okay, here's another sound. Terminator 2? Nope, not Terminator 2. Here's Terminator. the next sound. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to keep rolling. Okay. Abort, abort. Oh, shoot. Uh, space shuttle. Nope, not space shuttle, but you're, you're space getting... Space station? No, you're getting close, though. Here we go. Here's another one. Oh, it's Pinbot. Yeah, it's uh, Bride of Pinbot. <coughs> there we go. <clears throat> All right, so let's uh, tally this up. One, two, three, four, five. And let me try this again. I'm going to tally this differently. One, <laughs> two, three. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Correct. One, two, three, four, five, six. Incorrect. Oh. So not bad. You, you batting uh, what five fifty six hundred there? <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Should and of have course, done better. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, that was fun. Thank you for playing that with yeah. me. Um, so uh, our next episode is, uh, as we already mentioned, with Dan Halligan to preview the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show. We hope to all see you there. Um, thank you so much again for listening to us for a year. It's been yeah. wonderful. Um, some good friends along the way. Indeed. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. We haven't gotten one in a while, so we'd really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, like us on, on Facebook, Skillshot Pincast. Like Skillshot on Facebook as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Skillshot and uh, subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Uh, like a, or look at our Patreon page. Too, mm-hmm. like. uh, ladies, uh, Powder Puff Tournament has not happened yet, so go out and play that here over Memorial Day weekend. Is there For anything sure. else like major going on in the back half of... Um, Wizard Mode is out now and it's awesome. That's right. It yeah. was really, really good. You can see Graham's name in the credits. Oh, that's true. I am a, I'm a <laughs> benevolent benefactor of yeah. Wizard Mode. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about Wizard Mode mo- more on another... Uh, episode too i still haven't watched it oh it's fantastic i I can't wait to and Uh, if you're on the fence about whether you should rent it for five dollars or buy it for 12 just buy it for 12 absolutely okay well thanks again guys for being with us Uh, it's been wonderful and uh, we'll see you on the other side yeah bolo savada